Hey, you're listening to Charge Podcast, episode 64, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today is your co-host, Frederico. And Yay! Zach is away. <laughs> no, Zach. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just very jet-lagged and tired. Still? Yes. Jesus. I, because I think I didn't try very hard to adjust both ways. Wow. Okay. And so now I'm just like ruined. So, uh, but yeah. How long were, were you away for? It was seven days exactly. Oh yeah. So okay. it's like, you know, it's like that magic overlap where you can't, like you don't get used to it or you just get used to it and then you're on the plane again. Yeah. You basically ruined two weeks. Yeah. It's terrible. And I was like optimistic that it'll be fun. No, it's no. not fun. Everything is not fun. No, no, no. Um, but Zach, this is ironic. So, Okay. I was in San Francisco last week. Zach was also in San Francisco last week. Yeah, small overlap, right? We saw each other for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had breakfast together. Great. Um, and now he's there, but he's flying back today. Yeah. Uh, so as, as you're listening to this, Zach is flying. So we can say anything we want about him. Well, he also he will, will be editing He'll hear it when he edits it. <laughs> I was going to say, in the privacy of this podcast. Zach is a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really is. He is very nice. <clears throat> <You miss laughs> on <it>. that note, <laughs> no, oh, that's funny. No, so, uh, but that was the premise of this whole arrangement in the first place is that no matter what, we should record even if one person isn't here. Except for only one, if there's only one person here, like last week. Oh, yeah, it was just you, <laughs> and I forgot my microphone, so that's why we didn't record. Yes. But should we jump straight into it for the purpose of time today? Yes. Okay, so. So, why um, were you in San Francisco last week? That's a good question. I was wondering the same thing. No, I, <laughs> I was Great. there for um, Google I.O. last week, so. Well, that was the excuse I used. Um, no, I, I I have a few clients out there, and I got a last minute press ticket to I/O, and I was I was just like, oh my god, this is like validation. I mean, it's really hard to get an I/O ticket um, out of the blue. So now you're a real tech reporter. I am a real tech reporter. I actually Woo. don't want to be. <laughs> this <laughs> well, is like, a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I mean, this is my problem with the whole thing I built anyway. It's like I don't want it to be like tech journalism because it's just mostly to the antithesis of it because it's so pretentious anyway anyway so i got the io ticket uh and i was like you know what screw it and i flew there on wow air and everything um so i was there for 10 days total including the flying time um and io was kind of in the middle i knew that i knew some of the stuff that was coming but i didn't know exactly what it was i think i alluded to that on the last podcast it was nuts i don't know if you like followed any of it you probably the big thing you probably saw i'm guessing was the hairdresser appointment robot well actually i didn't see any of it and mm. i don't know exactly why mm. uh but there was something else going on which i was following so it kind of mm -hmm. i can't remember what it was but something else was <laughs> get, there was some getting my attention yeah. that was there a nintendo, nintendo switch nintendo switch event or something there was something on that day as well no i think it was something in my personal mm. sphere doing doing things i don't know maybe i was really busy that day or mm -hmm. something fair um yeah i don't know so i missed the whole thing and i also oh didn't gosh. read about it the only thing i know is that the new android p mm -hmm. came out oh yep the uh the fancy the fancy new thing i'll just walk you through the biggest things first Whoa. of all google duplex i just want to get it out of the way because that was so this is like the robot thing um that they showed off and basically the idea of google was what if we built a robot that could call people so oh yeah yeah and it's this thing and it calls a hairdresser so they, they did this live demo where they're like hey let's call whatever 
the fuck like it was well let's call the hairdresser or was whatever. it an actual hairdresser yeah yeah so well okay this is the question of everybody is was this a real call and yeah. so they say hey google it's gonna set off my phone uh call no make me an appointment to cut my hair at 10 a.m and if it has an api they basically said that they would use that but if it doesn't they said that they would call the person on the other end automatically without the user knowing so you wouldn't know that a phone call is happening behind the scenes in order to like magically i guess place your appointment what is the experience for for the hairdresser yeah so do you want to hear the call yes please okay so i'm going to just go to it's like two minutes i'm just going to play like the primary audio because um, it's kind of fascinating and i think like those listening will be like what so what you're going to hear is the Google Assistant actually calling a real salon to schedule the appointment for you. Let's listen. Hello, happening out here. Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? at 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. It's nuts. So it's really nuts. It's, I think it's really cool and also just like disturbing and everything all at once. I mean, you can't like you can kind of have imagined this coming a while ago. I think like. Well, it's such a relief for a bunch of people. Yeah, that's the first thing that actually came to my mind is like, first of all, if you have like phone anxiety or you can't use the phone yes. or like all of the different reasons that you don't... If you're a mute or yeah, if you... Yeah, exactly. Deaf. Yeah. I think there's a lot of scenarios in which people need something like this. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot, like, a lot of these things, the example that comes to my mind for why this actually should exist in a way is like, that hairdresser could have an online booking system and they don't. And the only reason this exists is because of that. Um, yeah, but, but that's the thing. They're, they're trying to bridge that gap that still exists. Mm -hmm. There is there is a, a very real gap between yeah. old world and new world. And how are we going to bridge that? Right. So this is a random example, but I went to an actual bank this week. Oh my God. I got a live blog in my messages about yeah. this. It was the best. <laughs> uh, but like... Uh, and it was a really good example for uh, old world kind of stuff because I mm. had to go there. And what I basically did is I sat next to a person filling in a form. Yeah, right. Which you could have done on the internet. Exactly. I right. could have done it myself. So I asked her, mm. why can't I do this online? And right. she, she, she was like, oh, yeah, it's not possible right now, but maybe in the future. <laughs> but afterwards, I realized that what I asked her is... Can you please be replaced by a computer? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is, I mean, of course she's not going to say something really nice. Right. <laughs> because she will lose her job over it. Yeah, like, it is a weird situation, though, because I think we talked about this as well, like, in terms of, because we both have the same problem that we wanted to change to this bank. 
And it's funny because we're both customers of it uh, for personal use. Yeah. But they want you to go there. Yeah, it's a it's like just like weird red tape stuff. It's an old old world thing. Well, this person has a job to type information in. Yes, and yeah. they have to like validate my passport, mm -hmm. but that's also something a computer can do. It is interesting because it is a hack, basically, right? Like it is a hack to make old technology aka humans compatible with how computers work and like it saves time on one side and then it also means that on the other side like that person might not be needed later yeah hey this took me one hour to open a fucking bank account what you wasted an hour i would send them an invoice now <laughs> there's a guy by the way on google who does this yeah he, he sends invoices to companies who waste his time and a lot of the time they pay it yeah of course because if you get a bunch of no one has time to check where all the invoices are coming if you just get mm -hmm. a bunch of them like yeah he's just making <laughs> it's amazing though. it's kind of a loophole in the system in well he, yeah he, he sent a bunch to dhl for wasting his time they paid them all and then um they came and debt collected him because they realized later anyway it was a total division so okay there's been a huge like fiery debate about this on the internet and i want to like bring this down to that just briefly i mean yeah. i thought duplex was interesting i don't think this thing will launch anytime soon Apparently it is near production ready. So the, the robot that calls is, a, is yeah, called Duplex. It's called Duplex, which sounds like a toilet paper brand or something like... Or condoms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Duplex. <laughs> or batteries. Yeah, it's like some, it doesn't sound right. Anyway, I, uh, so the big problem that people have got with it is that it sounded too human. Yeah. Right. And so mostly the problem people have is it deceives the human into thinking and interacting with a human. So like the yeah. vocal text they added, mm-hmm. There's a couple of, so they did two other demos of it in action, mm -hmm. including one where, yeah, like where it failed. Yeah. And like, it didn't fail, but it just kind of didn't know what to do, right? I do wonder what happens if the person asks a question. I know the answer. I don't know if they announced it, but I went to a like uh, press thing and they basically said, yeah, so you can, you can, the problem is if you say something that it can't figure out what it's about or whatever, like maybe you just completely throw it a curveball. Maybe it calls the wrong number. Who knows? Yeah. Um, what happens is it will say something like, oh, sorry, I didn't understand, but I'm still learning. I'll hand you off to a human who can help. And there's actually a team right now who sits on the other side of that. So they, they can't <clears throat> listen, but they, it connects you with somebody at Google. Oh, that's just very strange because mm. I was thinking, say um, this person or the computer uh, rings this hairdresser and the hairdresser and the actual person know each other and they're like, oh, imagine. Lisa, how is her baby doing? And you're like, yeah, imagine. I mean, there's so many different weird things with this. What if it got in a conversation with somebody who's just like lonely? I mean, there's all those questions. Google didn't have any good answers for those weird questions in which you're like, should a robot pretend to be a human? And I, I don't necessarily think, I don't think it's right to make the computer dumber either just because you think that it shouldn't sound human. Well, maybe it could have like um, a disclaimer or something at the front. Well, that's all, all I thought. You don't even need to disclaim. It should just introduce itself. I feel yeah. like they edited something. I mean, obviously this was edited, the thing we just listened to. Yeah, because it was, I mean, it was connected like yeah. instantly. Yeah, and the person on the phone didn't introduce themselves either. Usually yeah. you'd say it's like Amy's hair salon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I feel like all they need to do to solve this is, hey, I am Owen's Google Assistant. Uh, is this it okay means if we I talk? am a computer. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, I'm this person's assistant. Is it okay to talk? And if yeah. they say no, then it just says, okay, I'll make, I'll let them know. Yeah. Fine. And a message comes on your phone, like something like that would help. help. I feel like 
this stuff is inevitable it's horrible in a way but it also it helps so many people i don't know i for me, in my mind it's like i don't like the phone and it makes me anxious because i never understand it so i would use this yeah it's not about and a lot of people are like yeah it's making us lazy it means that we won't connect and i'm like well no this is this is like the famous newspaper debate every time there's always that photo that goes around with people like holding newspapers and it's like everybody's just staring at their phones all the time and it's yeah. like yeah no the thing is i mean no one calls anymore i know or we've had least, this debate as well i think at least i don't know people that call yeah but um there is still like i mean there's still some stuff that you really need it for and um yeah I, like the benefits for people who don't like to call or can't call are so big though hmm. in my mind it also makes it more efficient for the other end if they don't want the online system i feel like this is more efficient than having an actual person call it's so random so what happens if the assistant talks with another assistant. Yeah, that's what I wondered. How meta can you get? That's actually what I was hoping this would be. So I was hoping it would be the other way around. I want my phone, the voicemail, to be the assistant. Can you also listen back to the conversation that your assistant had? I think so. So I think that I, I they didn't say anything about this, but I imagine it would be in the like voice history thing. So Google has that like thing where you can see every interaction you've had with the voice assistant. Yeah. I imagine it would be in there because like, what if it made a mistake? Yeah, exactly. But the whole point of this is it could put it straight in your Google Calendar and stuff. I don't know. It's really cool. It's really interesting. I feel like Google just needed to think about the messaging a little bit more. They're like, hey, cool tech. And then, like, didn't say anything about this might make people uncomfortable. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is classic Silicon Valley. Like, but here's something cool. It's also something we need to figure out. I mean, mm. I, I feel like right now, this very moment, we're figuring a lot of things out about tech that is released, I think, five to ten years ago mm. what just happened yeah and yeah. now we're like oh shit this wasn't maybe mm. so cool yeah it's well okay that's a good segue into uh the android stuff because it includes a lot of i guess things in that vein so there's this huge movement right now i think you've probably heard of it as well time well spent um it's there's like a website timewellspent.com and it's it's all these people it's, it's actually a lot of employees of facebook a lot of employee or ex-employees of google ex-employees of facebook blah 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 who have left the companies and eventually become activists for like hey your phone is really addictive and maybe it's not healthy i don't like agree with the whole like i think going whole hog and saying like your phone is toxic is not necessarily right but they argue that maybe we shouldn't use it as much as we do. Like are that's are these the same people that also put their kids into a school without computers? Uh, probably. I, I have no idea. But like that's that's why. So some of time well spent goes too far. But I like the idea of uh, what they what they're talking about. That's basically what activism yeah. is like, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta you just gotta choose your exposure to it. Um, and so the interesting thing about this whole thing, so. Android P is the next version of Google. Who knows uh, Google of their phone operating system? Androids. Yeah, and that's the word Android. I've heard of it. <laughs> um, and so they, they, it's like Apple's developer conference, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, they kind of preview what's coming later this year. This will probably come out in September or October. We only know some of the features that are in it. So um, it's in beta now, right? Yeah, it's in beta. I have it on my phone. Um, they stole the iPhones, gestures. But the time well spent part of this is fascinating because it's a core part of android now they're actually building in these features that like focus on making you use your phone less and it's such a weird thing from google you wouldn't expect that actually in a way like 
Google is predicated on making you like use their properties as much as possible. So in what way are they doing this? Yeah, so there's three do, parts that we know about today. Do they have like moments or something? So they have, uh, the first thing is a feature called dashboard, which is a little thing on your phone that uh, shows you the amount you've used like different apps during the day, different categories of apps as well. So if it's like social media, it will say 33% of your day was this. It also shows- uh, Like rescue time. Yeah, it's like rescue time, but it also shows how long you used your phone total, um, how many times you unlocked it. So if you like are a person who unlocks your phone a lot just to see if there's stuff, they like make you aware of it. Um, so that's part one is like the self-awareness thing. Yeah. And then there's part two, which is, um, I guess it's like two parts and they're all combined together. But this part two is like prevention or mitigation. And so they have built this like bunch of features that feels like a bit random right now. So I feel like there's something else in here um, that, that try to just nudge you into more being more present i would say so this is like this whole like thing where you're like there but not present and i i would agree with this a lot of people just like stare into their phones and you're like hello are you awake um, and so google built a bunch of stuff that is designed to make it less addictive so the first thing is um you can set limits on apps so uh, you could say like i only want to be watching x amount of video every day and it will pop up after that time to tell you to take a break but you can also go harder than that and say like block me from social media after one hour of use and you can't open it anymore without disabling it um which is interesting it's like a strange digital mom yeah it's like a mom but it's also like a self-awareness thing like i always liked rescue time for this reason i have a little notification that comes up like you spent an hour on twitter today idiot and it's kind of like oh that's how much time Maybe it doesn't actually I want to yeah exactly like thanks thanks mom yeah but the the interesting thing with it is they i like that they're considering it they've got a few other things as well there's this one my favorite one out of all of them is you can set at night it, the phone to gradually fade to black and white which makes it less interesting there's this whole thing about like color theory and like what's addictive. yeah i put the the black and white thing under the third click right Thing on my yeah and i love the idea of this it's like if you could schedule it it's like I, I i'm like consciously saying after 8 p.m i don't want to be distracted by my phone and they added there's a lot of small flourishes on android p so i've got like the developer version they have a feature that blocks you can't even find the notifications so like and do not disturb if you pull down into the notification thing it literally says are actively blocking your notifications you must disable do not disturb to see them and it's actually amazing because i will like I used to like pick up my phone at night. Maybe I'm like awake a little bit and I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, I've got a message. Now I pick it up and there's nothing. There's never anything. Yeah. So what I used to do is put it in uh, flight mm. mode. Yeah. that's instance. It's basically this without having to do that, which is interesting. It's cool. So what, what do you think the reasoning is? Do you think that Google is like, okay, if we look at what we're creating right now, mm. Uh, we're going to have a problem with this very soon yeah. and we better start investing in it right now. Yeah. Is it like the one thing where they're like, ha, you guys are all addicted uh, and we made all these features for you, but you don't use them. So right. Yeah. Your own fault. Like, is it like that? that? Yeah. Like, I think it's like a health. I think so. My working theory on this is, are they really like yeah. fighting for our health or are they fighting for their company? I think it's both. So I think that, I think there's a big shift like this has been a narrative for probably about a year now so ever since like the the whole social media thing and like tech got toxic and whatever i think there's just been a wider realization that it can't keep going this way like we can't keep 
I mean, the Apple red dot thing is like the craziest thing. Apple sucks you into apps with it. It's like a very intentional decision. What are you laughing at? I'm, I'm, it feels kind of like it's a, uh, what is it called again? If, if you intervention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Google is doing it on your behalf. It's like we're intervening in the software. Yeah. Like um, we, we gathered all your family yeah. to tell you you can't go on any longer. The video like calling you every time that you're on social media for too long. No, so, but like, I like the idea of it. So uh, it's, yeah, it does feel like that a little bit. It's like, well, we are, we're all, all like super addicted to this. Well, bullshit. it's also like for the last three years, that's what tech has been doing. Like you have these UX designers who are employed basically to suck you in further into your phone. I mean, there's a person who came out from Facebook about this a while ago. It's like yeah. Facebook's whole thing is like designed to suck you back in. Just like there is a guy, um, I think it's Nirayal. Mm, wrote mm. the book hooked yeah yeah and it's disgusting to read it actually and uh, and because it w he was like it then it was a thing that we we're all working on and he, now he wrote a book which is called mm. unhooked yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah he monetized both angles but i think this is what google realizes fundamentally no he is wrote from like a... really in all oh, right yeah they're, they're like in trouble if they don't do this like i think they understand that their business model is based on attention yeah and attention is fragmenting. So if they are able to help you understand and control it, yeah. Thing it's is, better in their eyes. I mean, human life is based on attention. Right. Everything is attention. Yeah. There's a Black Mirror episode about this. Yeah. Anyway, but so it's really interesting. I think it's really cool. Um, I don't know what value it provides. I have questions about it. It's like, I would love if Google would like involve external people because it's it's hard to reconcile for me. Google is an attention-based company. It's fine with me. I don't mind like advertising models and whatever, but it's hard to reconcile how they can keep that fair if they're running it, right? Which is back yeah. to your question. It's like, great idea, but at some point they're going to be like, oh, but YouTube like engagement is falling, so like we'll just remove it from the dashboard. Like, I feel like there's a tension there, and they have to fundamentally say, like, this is, this is yeah. where it is. They have to draw a line. And they're not like it is like here it is which is also fine with me i just think that they have to be it's a lot of trust in mm. their company yeah it is and they need to have an opinion about it it's like here's here's our here, here's exactly what we stand for as a company like we don't want people burning out on our technology it's also kind of in a way like as if marlboro first made us all smoke and then yes. also makes like those patches to make oh you yeah all the vape stop. things right like all the big all the big uh, tobacco companies have funded a lot of these things. It's like, yeah, of it's course. like vape is better for you. Yeah, no shit. It's because your sales are full. Yeah, it's it's. There's a discussion here, and we'll come back to it. I think when we talk about WWDC briefly. Yeah, cool. um, other things that were cool. Uh, Android P. They. Uh, it's now like gesture based, like the iPhone. I really am into it. It's all like fluid and cool, and like it's funny because gestures were huge when smartphones first dropped there was this phone called the palm pre it was my favorite <laughs> phone it had no buttons nothing no power button nothing and it had this whole like it's so funny looking at it because the concept was way ahead of its time the screen was like this little square and it had this huge touch screen that went over the edges so you'd swipe from an edge like that was the gesture so oh, like shit. each edge did something but it had no button so you'd have to like figure out it was confusing yeah but now we're so far along in tech i think that like you don't have to worry about that stuff and so everybody's doing it it's just funny to see it come like full circle yeah uh what else was cool oh uh, there's one other thing i want to briefly mention they like added a lot of stuff um you see this big shift right now in tech to like 
make things smarter. This is like the everybody's adding AI stuff, but it is an interesting change. Because, put a chip in it. Yeah, put a chip in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they they basically like argue. So Google added brief example smart battery. Actually, no, but we'll talk about the brightness. They added smart brightness, and it's like. You've probably had this problem. We've all had this problem. You go outside, your phone isn't bright enough, you have to drag the slider up, and it happens every time. Like, the phone doesn't remember this. Like, it's just an algorithm that's like, it's bright outside, and it goes, dim. it's so stupid. Or inside, or whatever. Like, it's never right, I swear to God. Anyway, they... I have no problems with this. Yeah, it, ha- it still, like, happens occasionally. Like, you'll be in direct sunlight, and you're like, God damn it. So... Google made a little machine learning thing that now that slider adjusts to how you want it. So, like, if you are a person who doesn't want it bright all the time outside or wants it really bright inside, it will remember it after you change it a few times. And that's an interesting change because it used to be, like, one size fits all what an Apple engineer thought you wanted to being, like, this thing will just figure out what you want over time. And that's it's a big shift. And we should maybe talk about that later um maybe they can also make this for air conditioning yeah that kind of thing well it's like the nest kind of does that but not well did you know that air conditioning yeah there is there was this guy in the 50s who decided uh what the perfect temperature is so he made like the basic settings but really usually people don't adjust those because why would you right because it's right out of the box, it's usually fine. Yeah. But it's based on a male's body's temperature, yeah. which is why women are always cold in an office, right. because they have different temperatures. Sure. And then, like, it's just that way since forever, because yes. somebody did it that way. I think I listened to a podcast about this. And an air conditioning is one of those things that you don't want to fiddle with, because you will break it, or you will make it horrible for everyone. Right. I was going <laughs> to say, you don't want to be the person changing the temperature, because you'll end up in a holy war. Yes. at the office yes but it is it's a constant i remember many companies i've worked at it's like the all the women at the office are like taking blankets there because some guy set the temperature for everybody yeah it's crazy in the 50s but this is, <laughs> it's, it's like basically similar like why is everything one size fits all and so google's like seeing a big shift towards phones that start understanding your life a bit better which is like a change I how think. cool would this be with clothing Ooh. So, like, how do you mean that? Now, I mean, confection clothing is always the same. Like, I mean, everything is the same size. Yeah, Everything right. is based on measuring of X amount of bodies. Right, right. But what if you could just scan yeah. and then get, like, tailor-made shit? Ooh. How cool would that be? That's, like, been a long vision for a lot of these companies. Every yes. time you see, like, a demo from Amazon, they're like, we want to do this. I want that. I don't want smart brightness. Fuck. Yeah, just give, me, <laughs> just give me smart clothing. Yeah. Have you seen Back to the Future? There's, like, those shoes that, yeah. like, self-tie themselves. Yeah, that. that. Nike sold them recently. Yeah, they, and they were, like, really no- noisy, actually. If you watch the video, it's like... Zzzz. Yeah, of course, but it's, but it's a collector's item. Screw it. Man, I'd people are going crazy so, for this. Um, anyway, so Google I.O. was great. I think, like, they showed off a lot of stuff. I think my TLDR is watch this space. I think they're not... Um, it's, it's a developer event, right? Yeah. So you start to see, like, the stuff they're thinking about, and we'll see in October when they release new phones how serious they are. Yeah. I think the hardware stuff was the missing component. Like, yeah. Google Home is really coming along, but, like... They don't have anything to show off. Same with like the other devices. It's like too early. Yeah, but it's also developer events, so mm. usually you don't get new. Well, that's what's fascinating tech, is right? there was so much consumer stuff out of this one. That's like I don't think any of the tech media was prepared for how much came out of it. Yeah. Um, and so 
maybe maybe we should talk about it more another time. I think Google is like fundamentally reorganizing its company to be like, hey, look, we make things people actually use. Yeah. Uh, and the actual physical things. I do think it's interesting that they're now thinking about like the user's health in a way. Yeah, it's it's a change, right? Because tech companies didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like... Or they, yeah, I mean, it's only coming to light now. So mm. yeah, we'll see. I'm interested to see where that's, where they're going to take it. Well, it's like segue into Apple's thing right now. So yeah. that's next week no week after WWDC, the apple uh, event yeah Dub i'm actually Dub not DC. gonna be here for the what? apple events oh, no it's, I'm, it's I'm like on a, a holiday circus. we should have just done a live thing for it dang it i know i, I love watching it i always yeah. or are they is it a live blog yeah, this yeah. time i always end up yelling at the tv no but like sometimes it's a live blog right uh oh, the, like the smaller events like the side ones might be but like the main event is always like live streaming yeah WWDC yeah. wasn't always but i know no, two years ago they didn't used to do it now yeah. it's like where they show off their it's not really for developers let's put it that way i usually i usually watch all of them yeah we usually have a like a watching party which yeah. is yeah but i think i'm gonna be in uh, sicily then so i might watch it on my ipad but i won't be here for a life like you have a bit a nice problem i mean it's, look it's it's a giant infomercial, <laughs> like same as I, I own. Like I know, I know. Usually, it's yeah. like you're willingly watching an ad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate it when they go like, "We are amazing." Yeah. Well, the first like thirty minutes Samsung is like, "Look, look at this." Sucks. Yeah. It's eighty percent better than any other vendor's happiness levels, and you're like, "Okay, so you're." Ba I just like find it so disingenuous as well. It's like our users are so stuck on our shit that yeah. like. Look, we can do it in the numbers. So anyway. do you think Apple's ever going to come up with like similar tools? That's what I was wondering. So I don't think that they... I don't think that they anticipated this, first of all. I don't think they anticipated Google doing it, yeah. right? I think it was a surprise all for almost everybody. Yeah, So, but I kind of expected a turn like this more from Apple. Yeah, well, that's what I think as well. But I also don't think that they're interested in it. Like... They are interested. Their whole thing is they need you to be hooked enough so you buy next year's phone. Yeah, and but so, they're also kind of the elitist. Like we care about your privacy and right, health. Right, and like, I think, we have this watch for you so you can yeah. like track your health. Right, right. That's an interesting question. I think that they have. They should be doing it. I'm skeptical that they will. Maybe they're hacking it together right now. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's true. Like this is basically how it feels like this works in tech. It's like they'll show a photoshopped like demo that they've just faked in like iMovie or, so, or whatever. It's yeah. Like. I don't know if it actually works like that, but I can imagine like, Oh, I a hundred percent. It's definitely on the agenda now. People... Yeah. I feel like they'll talk about it, Yeah, but I don't feel like Apple is interested. Like if you think about the way that notifications work on iOS, there's a lot of documentation about this. It's like they're built this way, the red dot system basically to get you addicted. And so, like, the argument is, will Apple change that? Yeah, I would love if there was, like, a, a place where I could manage my notifications better. Like, oh turn God. off all badges of everything. Yeah. So that's a change that Google actually announced. So now, if you... They didn't actually announce this. It's a weird thing. So I installed it. If you swipe away a notification twice in a day or twice in 48 hours, it asks you if you want that to ever happen again. So, like... If you get tweet notifications and you get keep swiping them away without interacting or opening it, it just says, do you want to keep getting this? It's really distracting. Yeah, great. And Something like that's 
that is something that I really need in my life. Right, because on OS you have to go into the settings. Yes, which is annoying, which you'll never do, which you will only do if it's too far. Right. And then you're already super annoyed. Yeah, and it'll be like it's because that it was like Postmates being like, hey, you up? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, They actually sent that last week. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, so my, my workaround for this is that I always turn off all notifications. Yeah, right. I, I live in do not disturb mode. So exactly. like, there you go. Um, okay, so we we hope that they'll announce this. Is there anything else that we like? Because th- I've been trying to like this whole last like 20 minutes, I've been trying to think what is on the agenda this year, but there's not much rumored. Yeah, so Marsipan was mm. a thing, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna... That's the app thing on Mac. Yeah, so it's kind of like the connect between iOS and like... The rumors are that they're going to make one system, right? Instead of... Yeah, well, it was like... I think the idea was iOS apps that can run on a Mac. Yeah. So, like, you can open the Twitter app on a Mac without needing a native Twitter app for, like, the Mac. And it kind of hacks that, like, shitty app gap that you have going on right now where nobody's building Mac apps. But yeah. I don't feel like it's ready. Like, no, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to hear about it. Maybe they're going to tease it, but they're not going to announce something like that are they gonna update ios and are they gonna come out with a new os do you yeah think? so well it'll be ios 12 for sure yeah every year but like the big the big question is like if is it no... gonna be a big update or is it gonna be small shit so what we've heard i like i always take rumors with a grain of salt because like 50 percent of the time they mean nothing um the big rumor originally was ios 12 was going to focus on um the redesign of the home screen yeah but they delayed it how do you know that they're delayed? So it was on Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. And Bloomberg okay. is pretty reliable. Uh, in terms of, like, Apple leaks, Bloomberg is pretty reliable. And they basically said that Apple has... This is, like, the long-running meme about Apple is, like, they're struggling to ship software. And it's true. Like, if you look at AirPlay 2, it's my favorite, like, joke of a thing. It's, like, it was announced last WWDC, and it's still not out. Yeah. Like, that is not normal. No. Um, and it's, like... That's a fundamental feature of the HomePod that still hasn't shipped. And so I think I think they're going to delay the home screen redesign. Apparently it was iPad focused, by the way. That leaked the other day. So what what do you think is the... It feels like there's yeah. one blocker yeah. that blocks like a whole bunch of things at yeah. the same time. What would the blocker be? I think that the company is dysfunctional internally. So like I think that... And I understand why this is. So Steve Jobs passed, what, 10 years ago now? And I think what you're seeing is like an unraveling of the old engineering culture. How long after the first iPhone did he pass? Oh, wait. No, it can't have been 10 years. Five years? Feels like 10 years. I literally don't know what year it was. 2000. It's 2009 the iPhone came out. But so it was like, like there, I have images in my head with him. It was like the second or third iPad. So it would have yeah. been like six years ago. So yeah. sorry, not a decade yet. Um, what you, I think, I like, this is my take. But I think you're seeing the engineering log unravel, basically. Like... Under Steve Jobs, the company was like this rabid product company. And under Tim Cook, it's obvious that it's a wealth extraction business. Like they're in the business of making products that are great. They still have the roadmap. But Tim Cook is like an expert at making money. Like he's not the guy who's going to get up there and be like... Yo, but also something else happened. Because Mm. in the time that Steve passed, I think Apple also grew so much. Because I remember 
it being like a, a nerdy company that only the nerds were like using yeah. the, the iPods and sh- yeah. shit. And then at some point it was like, whoa, everyone's using it. And it became kind of the standard. Yeah. So they kind of, kind of, they went through a really big chunk yeah. of growth, which is, I mean, growth for every comp for any company yeah. is a crisis basically. Mm-hmm. And at Apple's scale, it's really hard, right? So that's a hundred thousand employees in one building. Like, yeah. I think you see two things going on. First, it's like a culture shift, and that's really hard because they had a culture of crazy bullshit ideas for the niches. Yeah. And now they are a company... Which is way more fun to work on, too. Oh, yeah. But now they're a company that doesn't have strong product leadership. So, like, Johnny Ive is a great example of this, and this is maybe controversial, but this guy is, like, not present. No, he's in his ivory tower, right? Yeah, he's there. I think he's... Yeah, he's just sitting there. He, like... I don't know if you read that thing about Apple Park... How he's like, yeah, I spent a year designing like $5,000 chairs or whatever shit. Like, I think you see this disconnect. It's like all the people who made all that crazy shit have checked out and like there's the new people coming up, but it takes time. It's yeah. not It's not like Apple can't ship. It's just like the thing that they built that was great internally was based on like this product culture being batshit crazy. They have to reproduce that right now. Yeah, they can't do it right now because the skill changed so much. Yeah, it's but shipping iPhones for all these people. Like, it's it's a fundamentally different company. And Tim Cook is not a product person. Yeah, so in in my opinion, I don't I I wouldn't mind um, Apple becoming less popular. Right. So it was they were when they were the under they've always performed when they're the underdog, right? Yeah. Like. The tw- twice in history that exactly. they've done that. But I think... So if everyone just buys Android phones for now, I can keep my <laughs> iPhone nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also just think... I really do think that the lack of vision from... So look, Tim Cook, honestly, I really like... I don't blame this guy. He's he's very good at like monetizing the fuck out of basically everything they have. Yeah. But if you look at the things that have been a success under him, almost certain they were already on the roadmap. Yeah. So, like, AirPods definitely were, like, a Steve Jobs legacy, like, product. Uh, HomePod I have questions about. I don't know if that was, like, Steve Jobsy. y um, What was the last one? Because so, he left a five-year vision, I recall the thing being. So, he had, like, all these things. Apple Watch was the other one. That's right. Um, but after that, I think it's like, okay, let's see what's next. And I think there's a lot of pressure on them. So, like, they just are taking their time. What's the rush? It's five years. Who gives a shit? Like... But in a way, they also have to make all these money so that yeah. that they can go back to the state of right. having a crazy team and people doing crazy right. stuff. Which and that's makes, the problem. Yeah. And like, if you look at iOS 12, yeah. it's like, what, what, what is, like, if you could imagine Apple just going nuts, what would it be? It's like, I think they need to reimagine how the phone works. And the iPhone 10 was kind of that, but like almost. It's like if you had half like legacy, I don't know. It's like if you put Windows 10 out, after XP, it's just it's like that kind of thing, but it's like still compatible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing because it's like very hard to be critical of them. I find it really difficult to be like, oh, Apple. It's like they're so bad at shipping software. They make so fucking much money. Who cares? Yeah, but and we're like, I mean, I think this is where it all comes together because um, they have two problems. They they grew super fast. Mm. Uh, their leader died, yeah. um, and also the market changed so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're peaking right now. Like, yeah. they, they, they are at their peak. I think so. The iPhone 10 is fucking amazing. Like, it's an amazing phone. The iPad Pro is amazing. The, even the, 
Yeah, but it's like so all good. of these things are the pinnacle of products. And because they've got so much money, I think that's the difference. Yeah. Is when you're like fucking desperate or whatever, you can, you can see this in how they sell these things. It's like just ends up being this like half-hearted, like, I don't, I don't see the like passion I used to see. I don't know. Like it's so critical and like who cares about this stuff. But So long story short, I don't expect a lot actually from yeah. WWDC. I think it's going to be like, uh, hey, sorry, everybody. This is the, like, you remember all those years ago? It's uh, like the maintenance episode. Yeah, uh, yeah like uh, Mount, Mountain Lion? Yeah, Mountain Lion was like the one that was good, I think. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. Snow Leopard. It was like, Snow we're Leopard. so sorry everything's shit. Here's one that's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It feels like it'll be like that. And it'll be all these quality of life things that everybody would like, oh, it's so worth upgrading. Yeah. But it, it, like, it's inconsequential. And I think this is why it's interesting this year is because Google is like the underdog now and they're desperate. So they've added so much like stuff to the Pixel. But they're the underdog, but... They also have the giant, all the data. Yeah, like mm. giant undog. But that's... that's They're kind of We need the data discussion. We're, like, that's the episode. We saved that episode. We've had it in our Trello for a little while, so we yeah. should, like, table that. But, I, like, I want to hear what other people have to say, too. So maybe, like, people can email us about that. Like, maybe there's stuff that we're missing. I just can't think about anything that they're ready for. Hey, so what was the vibe like at io yeah was it like enthusiastic was it bubbly were there people like really like whoa yeah i would say it was like the first time that i because i've been to io before i would say it was the first time that people were like optimistic about google products because yeah. before it would you would approach it like it's probably going to be killed in a year and i think that google got to the point now where they're like committed to it yeah and a lot of the time they have an explanation for why they're doing it so before it was always like we're doing this and also fuck you that was basically like how google operated and now they're like okay look uh we're launching this thing and uh actually the machine learning only runs on your phone and it's like private and stuff and like also it'll be around for a long time before they never did that it was just like here's 12 things let's see what sticks and i think that was the difference but they need to be more explicit again. Remember I said like earlier, like the machine learning thing I just mentioned, they didn't really publicly say that. Like yeah. you had to read between the lines to understand that they're actually trying. And that's yeah. the difference between like Apple and Google is like, Apple is so much better at selling that part of it, even if it is actually just meaningless marketing shit. <laughs> like, ugh. I don't know. We'll see. I think like at this point we're, we're at the peak, like two years from now, even this year, I feel like meh phones. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this, right? The peak smartphone thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then Microsoft comes out and they're like, hey, did you see our crazy whiteboard shit? Yeah. That, like rotates. <laughs> Whoa, and, we like, didn't even talk has, about it. It's has, so weird. It like, springs in it and it like fingerprint sensor. Oh my God. It's so dope. But like insane. I yeah. love it. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that you're going to see in real life in like yeah. two years or something. And you're like. It's a slow what? burn. So I asked a friend about it. Um, he works at a relatively large company in America, not in the Valley. Um, and he said that their company invested pretty heavily in the first version of this thing. And it changed everything to the point that people refused to use the meeting rooms without those things. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which is a pretty good like sell. And yeah. he, he basically said it like this. The meeting rooms that didn't have it everybody's had this experience. It's like that shit kicking around on the table, the dongles or like some shitty keyboard that's like not working. And he said that that thing is like on wheels or attached to the wall. You, it's always like, it logs you out 
at the time at, at the end of your meeting unless yeah. you like override it yeah and so like it doesn't have somebody else logged in it does it's like always reset and he said that the interaction as well so it's got like pens and like you can do all that shit and it just changes the vibe i've seen the it's promise an actual of this. smart boards yeah remember those shitty ones they bought in school did you have them here in the netherlands it's yeah. like a projector and if you stand in front of it you can't see what you're writing yeah and and if if you're if <laughs> if the pen is like out of the pocket yeah it will think you're using it's pen it pen time yeah yeah i remember i remember like when those came to my school they're like smart boards are the future and like everybody put them in tried them twice <laughs> can someone make a soundbite out of it's pen time <laughs> that would be crazy yark's gonna do it yes by the way i finally hung out with yark irl in san francisco it was nice. amazing fans love it um <laughs> thank you yark uh, um, but no i really i'm really like optimistic on this thing even though it's just like i don't know i yes. love that thing i just love that it was like apple like this is my favorite thing about it. apple's like the pc is dead we make ipads and microsoft's like screw y'all look at this giant whiteboard computer <laughs> it's like the most insane thing ever well i i could see like i mean maybe some of the companies could like focus on some areas instead right. of everything well it's like a weird niche that yeah. definitely will make money yeah and like who cares about everything else because coming back to the apple thing yeah. that's also a problem that we all have like mm. i mean everyone that i know is or like battling their faulty computer oh yeah the stupid or keyboard. like hoping that their computer from 2009 won't die because they they don't want the new computer yeah. and they don't even say anything it's like that's i think where, where where i'm at with it now is like it just pisses me off how like the high mighty thing is like yeah. they build a product it's obviously broken yeah everybody's like complaining about it and then they just think like, don't say anything yeah like and if this was google five Okay, on yeah. this bullshit. If this like, was Google or Microsoft, people would be losing their freaking minds over yeah. this. Like, it's just, I, I think that's where maybe this will blow up. We'll yeah. see. Um, but Microsoft is crazy. I just love it. It's like, here is a $9,000 whiteboard and, like, they make this, like, friggin', like, design video about it. It's just crazy. Companies will buy this shit. I mean... I would... I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. It's a all-in-one... It's like the iMac, but for meeting rooms. It's, and it's also not ugly per se oh it was cool did you see that thing where they're like watch this and it rotates yeah <laughs> and you're like what and then they talk for like two minutes about the springs in it and it was like cool cool I want, story bro i want one but did you see that they've also made it that you can like put three of them on the wall and combine them somebody did the math on how much that costs it's ninety eight thousand dollars sick <laughs> but it's so funny because i'm like oh ninety eight thousand freaking ey won't even give a damn yeah. they're like 98,000 for a great digital whiteboard? Hell yeah, let's go. And then they are also the companies who are like, would you like to work for Exposure? Oh, God. <laughs> different topic, different time. On that time. note. <laughs> okay, so uh, we should wrap it up here. We have a little timer on the table. Yes. And I think we've kept within it because there's so much to delete. Hi, yes. Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this and you like it, please like and subscribe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But please do review it. It's so, so good. Like, it helps us a lot. We actually got on you a Noteworthy last week, which is cool because of, like, the new version of this, which is amazing. So thank you for that. Please do uh, tweet us, tweet about this if you like it. It really does help a lot. Yeah, and or if you have any questions. I would also, love to hear from you. Yeah, we love to talk. Um, we actually test drove a Discord server last week about this, so it will be in the show notes this week. Um, so if you want to hang out, feel free to like join that. Um, you just have to go to chargepodcast.com. You can email us, hi at chargepodcast.com. 
or tweet us. It's all in the show notes. Is yes. that it? I think so. Is that all the good things? I don't know. Next all week, Zach will things. be back, and you won't be here. No, I will be here. Oh, you will be here. Because I'm leaving on Friday. Oh, and so we're, we're recording do one. on. Yeah. Great. And so it'll be full house. For WWDC, I'm not going to be here. Maybe Zach and I will do a live that would be cool. thing. Just like me and him in a white room, Johnny <laughs> Ives style. Just like suffering through. Like at some point, the, the, the live stream idea is great, except those keynotes are like three hours long now. Yeah. And you're like, I need a toilet break. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, if you're doing a live, it's usually a smaller audience. You probably be able to like stand up. and Yeah, it's fine. It's good to have my three cat. people though. Yeah, exactly. Because so next then, time, yeah, we'll find a fill-in. Cool. Awesome. Thank cool. you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye, friends. Bye, Biscus. Time.